Philip Larkin was born in 1920. <laughs> Philip Larkin was born in 1922 and grew up in Coventry in 1955. He, I know, new sentence. Why'd you put it on green? In 1955, he became librarian of librarian the, librarian of the Brynmore Jones Library at the University of Hull. Get <laughs> you! He was the best loved poet of his generation and the mm. recipient of innumerable honours. Including the Queen's gold medal. That was nice of her giving, her, giving him that. Yeah, I love. <laughs> Have my gold medal. Cop all of this. For poetry and the W.H. Smith Award. Gold bag. The Pound Zone Award. Since its publication in 1988, Philip Larkin's collected poems has become essential reading on any poetry bookshelf. This new edition returns to Larkin's own deliberate ordering of his poems. Presenting in their original sequence his four published books, those. It also includes an appendix. I've had that. I'm getting that out. This <laughs> Before they pop. Blah, blah, blah. So who is he, though? It doesn't tell Just me a what... poet. Do you like him? Not particularly. Why have you well, got this he's book? All right. He's all right. He's just book? very... Why have you got this book? I bought it. <laughs> I did. You bought a book of poems? Yes. I've got another two on the way as well. No. Dylan Thomas. What are you going to do with them? And Tennyson. Read them. Oh, come on. It's just to put on the shelf saying. Look. But poems. <laughs> he reads poems. Are they still in? I don't know. Go on, give us your favourite one. I, well, I don't think I've got... They're all... The problem with Philip Larkin is... <laughs> I they're couldn't, all, couldn't possibly choose. They're all a bit dark. Brooding. Well, uh, Miserable. Good on you, Harold. Would you like me to read it in the style of anybody? or Philip Larkin. I don't know where he's from. Hull. Hull. All right. <laughs> this one's called Water. Water. <laughs> Come on, Phil. Water comes in bottle form. Also comes from a waterfall. <laughs> there was a young man from Leeds who swallowed a packet of seeds. <laughs> if I were called in... To construct a religion, <laughs> I should make use of water. Going to church would entail affording to dry different clothes. My liturgy would employ images of scousing, a furious devout drench, and I should raise in the raise in the east a glass of water. Where any angled light would congregate endlessly. Water. Is that it? Yes. Thank you, Philip. You don't need to read any more. No more? I've got a book. <laughs> I got <laughs> loads of them. Now, are you sure? Yeah. Do you want, do you want one called 1952 to 77? No. In times where oh. nothing stood but worsened or grew strange, there was one constant good she did not change. Why did you say it like you're in a Christmas play when you're three years old? <laughs> it's called treason, and he is the traitor. <laughs> Prepare the time lash. <laughs> the hands. <laughs> Prepare the time lash. <laughs> right, I reckon we get into it. <laughs> 
Hello, and welcome to episode 38 of Who Can Convince You? I'm Harold. I'm Luke. How are you? Mm. It's a sad day, isn't it? <laughs> well, but first, before the sad news, mm. I think we should collectively, and as a podcast listening family, wish Tom Baker a happy 88th birthday for yesterday. <laughs> happy birthday, Tom. <laughs> happy belated birthday. Sorry we missed it. There's cards in the post. We would have loved to be there. Mm. But the Royal Mail as it is. What? It's pretty good Royal Mail. It's all right, then. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. Um, did you hear the stuff about... Why is it sad day? It's a sad day. Is it because Meatloaf died? Yeah. Who's Meatloaf? I can't even believe you're asking this question. I've heard of them. Him. Him. It's not a band. <laughs> <laughs> the whole band died. <laughs> Big helicopter crash. Um, what was it? The helicopter. <laughs> Niagara Falls tour. <laughs> when it chops into the water. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, unfortunately, saddened to report. <laughs> you don't sound sad. <laughs> Right. I'm sad to report. <laughs> I'm awful sorry to report. Meatloaf's dead. <laughs> no, I'm genuinely, genuinely. Oh. I, I nearly shed a tear this morning. I couldn't believe it. Like, I genuinely could not believe that Meatloaf had died. How old? Harold, or how old? <laughs> how old? 73. Not bad. The vid got him. Vid? The COVID. Oh, no. Mm. Apparently. So, it's, it's really sad. But what's he done? One of the top selling albums of all time. Bat Out of Hell. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, it is really sad. Do you, know, well, do you want a fun fact, actually? What? Tim had the first copy of Bat Out of Hell to come into Britain. Isn't that mad? Did he get rid of it? Yeah, why you you always have all these cool stories, and then you always like the guitar. I think it's the saddest thing in your life. Yeah, why'd you keep it? Hmm. Well, I'm sure Meatloaf is in a better place than us. All right. So yeah, it's a really sad day. It is a sad day. It's awful. Tim's Tim rang me first thing this morning and said, "Have you heard the awful news?" It woke me up actually. I was like, hiya, you alright? Not really. Have you heard the news? What news? Meatloaf. I went, no. Yeah. Dead. Mm. So, that's really sad. Mm. It was really sad. You okay, Harold? Yeah, I'm okay. okay. I think I'm okay. It was always a dream of mine to be in Meatloaf's band growing up. It was like, that's the dream gig. I saw it on Twitter. It is. It was like, that's mad, that. Well... I don't know what to say. Well, yeah. I'm not good with the bereavement. I'm not mourning. I well, I, I suppose I am. All I, all I can say is best wishes go to you and the family. To me, I'm not part of Meatloaf's family. <laughs> yeah, but you and then their family. It, oh, right, okay. Thoughts? I'm really bad at bereavement. Like, I don't know what to say. Well, I went to a funeral. I told them don't have too much fun. 
It's I'll, just my. I'll, it's the thing I say, isn't it? Right. See you later. Don't have too much fun. I went to a, 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 ch- a child's funeral once. Oh God. It, was <laughs> it wasn't a bounty castle or anything. Oh. <laughs> That's not a funeral. <laughs> wasn't even the clown. Oh. Or the clown at my funeral. Well, the cloud was like crying. How'd you spell funeral? Go on. How'd you spell funeral? F. Or. No. Stop. That's what I want my funeral to be. Fun. <laughs> now, I've got some news. Have you? Gaming. You must have heard. <sighs> Everyone and their cat has heard. Have they? Hmm. Xbox has bought. Activision slash Blizzard for... Do you know how much? I don't even know what that is. The people who make COD. Right. Microsoft or Xbox mm-hmm. bought them. Okay. Do you want to guess how much? 50 million. 70 billion. 70 billion? Mm-hmm. 70 billion. What a waste of money. So there we are. That's a bit of news for you. <coughs> well, thanks for that bit of news. There we are. Great. What does that mean? Probably cards for every year if you got Game Pass. Well, oh, brilliant. But I haven't. You haven't got an Xbox. So. No. There we are. Right then. Well, this week. Any shady business with people in the Doctor Who community this week? Or? I don't think so. I've been trying to do some digging. Hmm. But. <laughs> you know when you just get put off? Harold's by... sticky dig site. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, like you know, when you do a bit of digging and you just get depressed by how awful everybody is. I should say as well, it seems as you know, this is a Doctor Who podcast. We're doing time lash, aren't we? Season twenty two is the next Blu ray series to be released on the collection. Who was asking for that? I don't know. <laughs> it looks good time lash though. I saw something funny. Jim from the Crenoid Podcast put something on Twitter. What did he put? <laughs> About when they, uh... <laughs> hi Jim. Uh, what did he put? What did he put? Season twenty-two next for Blu-ray box set treatment. Then that saved me a few quid. Time lash with new effects. Not sure I can miss the ultimate interred polishing. It's going to be new uh, effects. Yeah, they they update the effects, don't they? Like oh. the ray guns. Oh, stuff. like the videotape laser gun. Yeah, yeah you can. Like you, you you can watch it as it is, or with like updated effects. I like the choice. I appreciate the choice. Thank you. You're welcome. Should we get into it then? Are we not doing a quiz? Or? I've got a quiz. It's Brilliant. It's a good quiz. So you got a choice. Have I? Of which quiz you want to do. Brilliant. You can either do the both top tens or one to top eleven. Okay. Top That ten. well-known quiz format of top yeah. eleven. Top eleven they're both rankings of who is the sexiest slash hottest. Brilliant. Top tens. I mean I thought, seeing as though my episode's smart. Yes. That I'd follow suit. Ah uh, right, okay. So that makes it okay as well? Yeah. Brilliant. Have you got pictures? 
Yes. Well, you know who they are anyway. Do I? Well, you can either choose uh, one ranking systems done by uh, a man called Sam Greenspan. Oh, well, God. I tell a lie. It's, it's published by it's not published, but uh, his girlfriend made the list. Right. Or is this from Twitter? No. All right. Okay. Is it from a site called Eleven Points? Okay. Or you can choose to do top ten sexiest men of Doctor Who. I'm not doing that one. <laughs> or top eleven sexiest doctors ranked. Oh, Doctors. Yeah. Right, okay. So which one do you want to do? Or both? What's the difference? Top, well... Men in Doctor Who. Yeah, so that's like... Why, all, we do, why so men? that's companions. Why men? Because if I do women, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Okay. So I thought I'd do oh. men. <laughs> but it's funny, because I think some of them are... Well, let's do um, let's do doctors. You want to do doctors? Go on. Now this does not include Jodie or Peter Capaldi. Right. I'm guessing because Jodie doesn't count. Or if it doesn't include Peter Capaldi, I'm guessing it was done when Matt Smith. Was. No, I'm Peter Peter Capaldi's top tier anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Right. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're going from ascending order. So, most handsome all the way to the ugliest, according to this list. Okay. Oh, so I'm trying to guess the list. It's not my personal. No. Right. Okay. That's not a quiz, then, is it? David Tennant's going to be is... number one. He always is for everybody, not for me. Should we do? Do you want to guess each rank, and I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. Okay. Number one, David Tennant. Wrong. Matt Smith. Yes. Number two. Yeah. David Tennant. Yes. <laughs> number three. Paul McGann. Yes. Number four, Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. <laughs> and then now we're into tricky territory. Number five, Peter Davison. No. Tom Baker. No. You'd be surprised by this one. Trenton. Number five will surprise you. D- Baker. No. Davison. No. What? Hartnell. Right. Okay. Don't know why. When you said number five will surprise you. I this is you number were... five. Yeah, no, I thought you were like saying the fifth doctor. Oh. I've already done it. So it's Hartnell. Hartnell at number five. Do you agree with that? I mean, I'm indifferent, really. You're indifferent. I'm indifferent. We should have done the sexiest men. <laughs> Number six. Um, it's got to be Tom Baker now. No. Triton. It's got to be Tom Baker now. No. Pertwee. No. Colin Baker. No. Sylvester McCoy. No. There's none of those left. Peter Davison. I've said Peter Davison. You're right. Right. Yeah. Did I? No. Oh. Number seven. Tom Baker. No. You're crap at this. John Pertwee. No. Patrick Troughton? No. Colin Baker? No. Sylvester McCoy? Yeah. Weird, isn't it? Ace! Number eight. Mm. Tom Baker? No. John Pertwee? No. Patrick Troughton? Yes. Number nine. 
Tom Baker. No. <laughs> Patrick Troughton. No. Oh, he's already been, isn't he? Yes. Who've we got left? Uh, all the ones you just said and someone else. Tom Baker. Yeah. John Pertwee. Yeah. Oh. I muted it, so. That's it, isn't it? No. Oh, was John Hurt included in this? No. Right. And what are we on? Number. Have we done time? Do you know the Doctor in Time Lash? Yeah. Maybe. Is it Colin Baker? Yes. Brilliant. Number 10. Tom Baker. No. <laughs> Pertwee. Yes. Right. He should be number one. Number 11. Baker. Yes. So Tom Baker's voted the ugliest. I mean. That's. I'm not saying he's an attractive man, but. <laughs> but I think he beats McCoy. I would agree. McCoy looks like a ferret. Alright. He looks like. He does look a bit. Tom. Yes. I think he's one of those characters that. Because he's tall and mm. pronounced and he. commanding. Correct. Yeah. I think. Uh, in, yeah. It invites sexiness. Oozes. Nothing comes close to Pertwee in my mind. No, I think Who's so. your sexiest doctor? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, it's got to be Pertwee, isn't it? Really? I think he's up there. He's a fine figure of a man. <laughs> Except when his back's a bit dicky. But yeah, it's that's fine. Well, I love him. There love he is. Him. What a man. Everybody loves this. <laughs> now that's a real man. There we are. Well, thanks for that quiz. That's all right. That was good, that. Right then. This week, Time Lash and Boomtown. <laughs> creme de la creme. Oh. What would you like to start with? Boomtown to get out of the way. Okay. <laughs> get it out of the way. You ready? Aye. Right. Boomtown. Aye. Season 1, episode 11. Written by... <laughs> Russell, directed by Sinus Joe. I've got a Sinus Issue. Producer is Phil Collinson. Phil Collins' son? Yeah. Is is he back now? Is he coming back? Yeah. Get ready, folks. (laughs) Get ready. Strap in. (laughs) It's going to be a bumpy ride. The louder you scream, the more they'll make. Checky shoulders, people. Broadcast on the fourth of June, two thousand and five. Mm-hmm. Synopsis: The Ninth Doctor, or the Ninth Doctor and his companions, Rose, Tyler, and Jack. I took out Tardis Wiki. Yeah, I always do for the synopsis. 
travel, travel to, to modern, modern day Cardiff, Cardiff and, and meet up with Rose's boyfriend, Mickey. Noel. There, there, they discover that their enemy, Blonfell Foch, pass, is very much alive. If without an e- God's been annoying to listen to. It's very much alive if without any easy escape route from what? And is willing to rip apart the planet to ensure her freedom. Or dumb. Thoughts? Um. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. No. I'll give it that. No. But nothing happens. Really. Stuff happens, but it doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah, and it's icky. It is icky. Ugh, <laughs> it's, it's drippy, isn't it? Yeah, it's awful. Um, there are a few instances that make me want to, you know, check if my mum was watching. Bondage. <laughs> uh, maybe I should turn down the volume. Yeah. Put the put the subtitles on. Yeah. Um. I think it's it, overall it's pretty poor, but there's some good ideas in there that I do like. But it's brought down by the cast. Well, I'll I'll say as well. And the story. Russell wrote this. He did. It's not very good, is it? Is it? It's. It feels very. It's a filler episode. If there was a. It feels episode. a bit amateur. I don't mean to. Oh, dig. It does feel like a story that somebody's written and they're not quite sure sort of what they're doing with it. Oh, I disagree. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, right. I think it's a traditional story. Like, it starts, start, middle, end. It's very, just it's just a bit rushed. Like, it's not a very good story. It's just filler. Yeah, it's, it's just, just filler. a filler episode. It's not really a... It, uh, there's nothing to do. No. And it's nothing it, really... It doesn't go anywhere. No. It just the end does is it. extremely rushed. And the beginning drags its feet and the, the middle is just slogging. It goes on, on and, and on. <laughs> There's scenes in there that just feel like they're never going to end. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk for ages about... to the point where I don't even know what they're talking about now. Why are we here? I, I will say as well, I don't like the Slovene. I, I never did. I, I just think they're crap. I don't think anyone does. They they do. I don't Leah think thinks they're amazing. Like honestly, she thinks they're brilliant. I like Margaret. See, I don't. I like Margaret because she's an absolute cow. I I like her, and the actress who plays her, fun fact, looks like a Sladeen. <laughs> Is it just because her eyelids are that way? I don't know. But the casting's great. No, no, no. I wouldn't think of any anything of it, but it's just because I know what Sladeen is like. Yeah. I know that Sladeen is in in her. I think, oh, you do actually look like a Sladeen. <laughs> I just, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I just don't like the idea of them. I, and at least there's not as many fat jokes. No, it's very oh. Sylvester McCoy. I yeah, it's it's comic book, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's what they are. They sort of... They should have just been in Doctor Who magazine in the comic. Just bit. leave it. Yeah. Just leave it. Um, 
I watched the Blu-ray version of this. Wow. Mm. I bet it was a massive improvement. It's, yeah, it's pretty oh, good. Is it? oh. uh, mainly on the sound. Because the music's horrendously loud. Uh, not so much in this episode. But I'll tell you what was. Go on. All the dialogue was... The minute anything happens, like the rumbling, yeah. when uh, the rift opened, dead loud. Like, dead loud. Do you know what I think it is? I don't is. know who mixed it, but... I think when they do mixing like this for telly, they have a, a tendency... A big dynamic range. Mm. They, they have a tendency to run everything through a compressor. Mm. So, like, a compressor side-chained would be, say, say you're talking, uh. and I'm talking as well. If I put a compressor on my mic and side-chain it to yours, <laughs> when you speak, it'll, like, duck my voice back so that you can hear you, and then when... You stop it, it'll bring it back, and then it'll duck it back when you start speaking. It's sort of, it's like automatically compressing whichever one's like the loudest thing. Ducking. Ducking. And I'm sure there's a lot of ducking with sound effects and dialogue in this. There is a lot of ducking, you're right. Yeah. Ducking about. Yeah. And it it, it just feels that sometimes things happen and everything else just like disappears and then Gone. it comes back. Mm. It's really weird. And I think it's it's very noticeable in the Blu-ray. Mm. Looks alright though. Yeah, it looks okay. Yeah. Well, you didn't watch Blu Ray, so how would you know? Oh no! Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was on BBC iPlayer. Oh, a dreadful experience yeah. as always. Yeah. Um, should we get into it? Go on then. Act. You know. Margaret proper looks like a slitty. There's <laughs> <laughs> no. <I> just... <laughs> I'm just reading these notes as they come. Anyway, she is still in Parliament and now in Cardiff. Um, and at the beginning of the episode, she kills a man. Meanwhile, Noel Clark is up to no good and then meets the Doc and Co in the TARDIS. John Barrowman. <laughs> Noel Clark is just being a nuisance. Yeah. John Barrowman is there too. He says, Now I want you to. <laughs> now I want, I want to do a little. Uh, Acting sesh. Okay. Okay, so do you want to play the, the role of the Doctor or John Barrowman? Ooh, I'll be the Doctor. Or what would you prefer to be? Well, whatever, it would, you have to play it dead straight, though, you can't. Okay. There's no, like... All right, well, I'll play, I'll play Eccleston. I'll no, no accents or anything, just oh, dead right, straight. Okay. Dead straight, okay. Like you're reading it like it's a bank statement. Okay. Okay. Bad news. Can you see that all right? Uh, yes, okay. So, uh, in this scene, uh, Mickey comes in, sorry, Noel comes into the TARDIS, and Rose is there, and they're, they're smooching and all that crap. And then Jack's, sorry, John Barrowman sees this and thinks, oh, Q. Who am I? Oh, no, am I John? Do you want me I'll, to be no, John? No, I'll be John. Okay. So... Oh, sweet. Look at these two. How come I never get any of that? Buy me a drink first, says the doctor. You're such hard work, replies John. But worth it. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Nice dialogue, Russell. (laughs) (laughs) 
Turns out Mickey was delivering Rose her passport. She says, I'm ready for anything. And goes on to groom... (laughs) (laughs) She goes on to groom her front teeth with her tongue for the duration... For a duration that felt like two hours. Can I just point out as well, I don't mean to sound horrible, her mouth is enormous. I don't think it is, but something makes it look enormous. It's huge. (laughs) Now, I know Billy Piper's wife, uh, husband... Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking... Billy Piper's husband, I know his dad, and his dad looks like Billy With short <laughs> It's his whole face. It's just teeth. <laughs> oh, he's a right twat as well. Just teeth. He's an absolute twat. <laughs> anyway, I don't think Billy looks unattractive at all. I think she looks, I didn't say that. I think she looks stunning. But in some instances her mouth looks huge. <laughs> You know that's sorry. That. I couldn't believe it. We both we watched it downstairs. Whoa! At the same time, we just went. Look at the size of that. Oh. Right. Okay. It turns out that there is a rift that needs closing that is running through Cardiff. It was healed back in the 1800s in that episode. Remember, 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 Gwen. Do you remember? Do you Are you ready for this info dump? Go on. Poof. That oh. Rose does. And there was a rift and it was open and the Gwen closed it because of the rift. Thank you, Rose. On with the story. <laughs> so now the TARDIS is sucking up its residual energy. Now to, uh, to fill up on energy. <laughs> Did Russell write this? We're here to fill up on energy, because we need to fill up on energy. <laughs> Meanwhile, Margaret is planning on developing a power station. Margaret is a Slodine. Uh Right in the middle of... <laughs> right where Cardiff Castle is. I want to know... Uh, how on earth? <laughs> or why? Why? Who's agreed to have this power station? In the place of Cardiff Castle. So we've got to knock down Cardiff Castle and build a nuclear power station in the middle of Cardiff. Well, all the people who would opposed it got killed. There's going to be a lot of people that oppose that, like people who live near Cardiff Castle. <laughs> and people who live in Cardiff. Lots of I criticism is through. I don't like Cardiff. Lots of criticism is thrown at Margaret by Cathy Salt. <laughs> <laughs> Just to rub salt in the wounds. And she asks questions relating to all the deaths of people associated with the project. He was decapitated, Margaret. Oh, this is... She slipped on ice. He slipped on ice. No, I like this bit. It's funny. It's not funny, but it's... It's okay. I like it. Yeah. There's room for that. I'm happy with that. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, Yeah, I I can look the other way for that. You can look the other way. Go on, do it now. Um... Salt says he died. Margaret says he slipped on ice. Salt says he was decapitated. Margaret says 
it was a very icy patch. I was all right. Mm. Margaret takes her to the toilet and kills her. No, uh, no, she doesn't. Like, I really thought she would. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't. No, she doesn't because she has Crimes. a little vac bag baby. <laughs> 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 but it was merely that we thought that certain members <laughs> of the Doctor community on Twitter are probably going to get fined for backpacking. <laughs> but, you know that don't f- catch thing on, <laughs> on Netflix. I watched it. Somebody's going to get done. Anyway. Um, So Margaret doesn't kill her because she has a baby. (laughs) Meanwhile, the docking crew are the most annoying people in the world at a restaurant. Do you remember that scene? Dead loud. Oh. And we're just running and running and running and running and running and running and running. And then I looked at him and said, We should have turned left. That's my line. I hate uh, No one's looking at them in the them restaurant. All. I hate them all. I hate. I will say in this I wish episode, the rift would have opened. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate Chris. I don't like him in this episode, though. Do you know what? At the time, I thought At Christopher Eccleston was was good. Yeah. Looking back on him now, I don't think he is that good. He could. I, have been. I don't. Think... He, no, he could have been. It's just the lines they wrote for him. Yeah. You know that's it's, true. Season one is very Sarah Jane Adventures. Yeah. It's like it hasn't quite worked out if it's going to be for kids or, mm. you know. I love the music in the first two seasons though, only because nostalgia. I think. It just it's very fresh, isn't it? Fresh. It is. It's it's his first whack at doing it, isn't it? <laughs> it's his first whack at giving it a go. So first one whacking one out. So <laughs> it's his uh, MIDI GM orchestra, though, isn't it? Murray. Yeah, none mm. of it's real. No. So not that you could ever tell. I really don't like the locations in this episode. They're just tacky. I get really bored of Cardiff as well. I think after Torchwood, yeah. Yeah. They've only got one. What's it called? Pl- like, place of interest. Cardiff Bay. With the big metal. The Millennium Building. That's the one, yeah. Mm. It's the only thing they ever show in Cardiff because it's the only thing they go. It's the only thing anybody knows. Yeah. I don't hate Cardiff. I've never really. I, I don't think I've ever I've been there a few times. I've never been, actually. I don't hate Dump. Cardiff. One of the worst gigs I've ever played. Really? Yeah, is it is it bad? I just don't like Cardiff. I don't like big cities though. So there's Not something about Cardiff. South Wales that makes me a bit uncomfortable. Same. I don't know what it is. No, I don't know either. It's like they think they're really Welsh, Not the proper Welsh. But I don't think any of them speak Welsh. Well, they don't all be right. Do you reckon we'll, we'll have a civil war? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, For a England dude. The doc sees Margaret and then... Oh, yeah. So in this in this bit, after they have that... I was having such a good day. Yeah. Or whatever the line is. It is that, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Nice. Sees Margaret's face in the uh, newspaper. Yeah. Stop, no. Please, no photographs. What have I told you? I like Margaret. Yeah. yeah. I think she's played really well. I suppose. I just don't like the Slovene. So she comes um, with that. Yeah. Baggage. Yeah. Slovene's not really in it. You only see it what in once. And the arm at the end. Well the yeah, Slovene uh, bit's twi- already been. Uh, twice you see it, don't you? No. Yeah. No. When the Slovene kills the man for saying You don't see him. You see do? it. Oh yeah. And then when she sat on the toilet crying. I, we'll, get, we'll get I think we'll get to that at the end the writing in this for the characters oh, like a pigeon why does the voice change when they're out of the sack I don't know <laughs> the but they forget sack. to put the effect on don't they yeah. you know when she says are you alright and she says oh yeah sore throat <clears throat> and the effect's still on but then when she speaks after that it's gone it's gone it's fine <laughs> they forget <laughs> the effect now <clears throat> act two do you like act one was it good the TARDIS team, infil- or have I, I've put the TARSIS team, infiltrate the mayor's office and meet up with Margaret. She's climbing out the window, isn't she? The doctor says. Yes. Yes, she is. I like that. See, Chris has got good bits in this. Yeah. I like that. Why? Don't know. I think because it's just a simple few words, you can just—it doesn't insinuate he's dead smart. Well, yeah, I think that's the thing. Is I really like that they write—they write the Eccleston Doctor as if he—he he knows what's going to happen. Yeah, and he's just sort of reliving it, isn't he? Mm. That, it feels that way. I know it isn't, but it's not done in like a crap way, though. Like it usually is like he comes it's off done like in like a similar way to how like Tom Baker does it. Yes, I would agree. Yeah, where it's sort of he's just—he knows everything, yeah. but without doing the like the dickheadness of David Tennant where it's just smug I know everything yeah whereas the Eccleston version is but then he does say that Eccleston he does say that but why doesn't it come across as smug and it's probably just the way it's played isn't it yeah I think because he Eccleston gives off that vibe like he knows he's a dickhead so no it's fine yeah I suppose don't know don't know Mm. who'd have thought um, got my mouth dry. <laughs> Margaret makes a run for it, and Mickey just runs into a trolley. I hate Why? Mickey. I hate. Sorry, uh, Noel. Do you know what I found? I was thinking about this. Noel Clark, obviously and rightfully now disgraced, isn't he? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So Mickey, or Noel Clark, sorry. Hmm. Rightfully, now disgraced. Yes. Is you may as well call him Noel because you can't look at his character and not think Noel Clark. Yeah. He's got BAFTAs for acting, mm-hmm. and I think he's probably one of the worst actors I've seen in modern Doctor Who. Hmm. He's awful. <laughs> um, I've seen him in. I don't think I can't give him a compliment, can I? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I beg to differ. 
I saw him in something. He was great. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. He is. Honestly, he's terrible. Now. I mean, it doesn't help that I don't like the character. And then it doesn't help that somebody's just like passed me, <laughs> passed me another round of ammunition. <laughs> Fuck. By the way, he's a. <laughs> so Margaret makes a run for it, and uh, Noel just runs into a trolley. It's terrible, Edison. He ju- he literally just runs into, runs into loads it. of room. Why is the camera on the floor? Edgy. It's always on the floor in this. It's Russell. It's edgy. It's good. Mm-hmm. Apparently. They catch up to her and interrogate. They catch up to her and interrogate her. Her plan is to detonate the nuclear power plant right on top of the space rift. And then, right, I think it's a mi- this episode is a mix between being way too complicated and, and not com- <laughs> not complicated enough. Don't know why. It's like all the eggs went into one basket. Nuclear power plant and that plan, and the piece of plastic that. I think what they, sh- yeah. That's what, it. what they should have done is come to the story with the power station built and stop <laughs> the explosion of the power station rather than... I re- if it was made a few years on, I reckon they would have. But I just... Well, yeah, but a lot only, of CGI, though. You've only got to go to a... You don't even have to go to a power station. You just go to some factory, like they did in yeah. Age of Steel with the Cybermen one. I suppose so. But it's just a factory, isn't it? And you've got the camera on the floor anyway all the time, so you can just put it up. You just put it on the floor. You know, so you've only got, and if you want to do something, you've only got to get some shots of Sellafield, isn't it? Well, I don't know. I don't know why they didn't do that. They should have done. Well, it just the whole idea that the the power plant it just cuts out it just all doesn't do anything now, and it cuts out all the stuff that doesn't make sense. Well, I just I just think it's just a wasted thing. It's like you're saying all oh, this power station is going to be in, and if it explodes, well, they haven't even built it yet. No, so. The thrust not there. It's like you've got like ten years wait. Like power stations yeah, take forever to build, especially with all the deaths around it. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, I just um, and it's not even been voted through, has it? No, uh, it's just a plan. So just by this, so she's got this surfboard that's on the table. You could argue that it was never going to be a plan. She did it as a ploy to get the doctors come to her, possibly. It's not how it's given. If he was a good writer, then I... If this episode was written better, then I'd probably say okay, maybe. But, I mean, it's just a get-out-of-jail-free card, isn't it? Now, her plan is to detonate the nuclear power plant right on top of the space rift, and then the world will get... (laughs) And Margaret will serve off into space on a piece of plastic. Also, Blythdrug is the project name... Um, and that means bad wolf. It does. Ooh. Mm, if the team <laughs> if the team send Margaret back, then she'll be put to death. The team take the plastic and Margaret back to the TARDIS. <laughs> they think about what they're going to do. Margaret asks, "Who can lock her in the eye?" And the <laughs> scene ensues. <laughs> what happened? What was that for? I don't know. Let's see which of you can look oh, me in the eye. Oh, God. It's just cringy, isn't it? I can't. I d- what's it doing? I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know. He doesn't know. I don't know. I really don't know with that one. I don't know what the effect was. was. I just don't see the point. No. I, don't, I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> it's like... Who script edited it? Well, she I'm says the line, and it, it's it's more like... It's more of an expression, that, isn't it? It'll look me in the eye. Yeah. But no, they, they go on with that scene. Who can look her in the eye? John doesn't get a, a shot of him looking in, into Margaret's eyes. Don't know why. He's probably too busy unzipping. Probably, yeah. You're probably right. Scripted by Elwyn Rollins. Probably rubbing his legs. (laughs) (laughs) Probably flashing everybody. He's probably behind Margaret putting it. Script editor by Elwyn Rollins. My mouth's so dry. Have you got any bottles of water? No. Get some council pop down you. Have you got any? Yeah, it's called a tap. Oh, I'm not drinking out of the tap. No way. Oh, a fancy crappy pop right now. Do you like E-Cola? What's it called? E-Cola? <laughs> no, E-Cola. Never heard of it. Neither have I, but it's, I don't know. It's just something about it, it rings. Do a <laughs> garage pop. I hate that word, pop. 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 It's annoying. Uh. I love, oh, I want a Capri Sun. I want a jug of it though. A little pouch. Sunny do D. It. Sunny D. I don't want a little pouch. Doesn't do anything for me though. No, there's not a lot in that, is <laughs> it? I can't have orange juice. Palpitations. Heart palpitations. Yeah. All the, every time I have orange juice, honestly. Really? T- yeah, awful. I don't know what it is. It must be citrus or something. A side assists you. <laughs> I can't oh, eat any story. Sort of- Boring as fuck. Noel and Rose go stand outside and Noel does what Noel does. <laughs> Something to do with drinks at the hotel. Mar- <laughs> Margaret asks the doc for a last meal at the restaurant. Uh, John pulls out some rings and says, if she moves more than 10 feet away, she gets zapped. What if he needed a wee? Margaret says, dinner in bondage. Works for me. So that was written, checked, probably more than three times. By our new producer mm. of Doctor Who. <laughs> well, sorry, showrunner. The producer's the same one that was on this. Mm. <laughs> Noel will be... Imagine. No, Could you imagine the backlash at the minute? It wouldn't surprise me. Well, Noel won't be, will he? But John will. Could you, can you imagine if Russell comes back and says, John... It was in the past. It's dealt with. Welcome back. That's a new thing, isn't it? Like, could you imagine though? It'll be. It will happen. No one will care. Really? Yeah, Do you yeah, think? Yeah. Honestly, uh, to be, to be fair, it wouldn't surprise me. B- if yeah, it happens. BBC, BBC hasn't said anything about it really. Well, I think I think they have, haven't they? Can I get on with it? <sighs> yes. Uh, so after the bondage bit, uh, nothing really happens then. It's just taking like a ten minute rest. Uh, well, loads of stuff happens with like Rose and Noel, but no one really cares. Like, no one cares. There's some awful fat jokes that appear. I didn't get any of them. But well, you, you didn't hear any of them. No, so but you did. You really picked up on them. <laughs> Perhaps that's saying something. It's telling, isn't it? It is. <laughs> I think that there was a few of them. There was one. 
Who's the girl that Mickey's supposed to have been seeing? Oh, whilst Rose? yeah. I don't know, but like... And they do like a bit of a weight joke there. It's not a weight joke. Oh, it is a weight joke. They do, because they're yeah. like, you wouldn't go out with her because she's big. Fat. Yeah. Let's say it. Um, And then there's another one. I think there's three of them all together. That I've seen, I heard. Right. I think so, anyway. I don't think that's got any place in it. Considering Russell's supposed to be the one who's like, you know, very... Inclusive. Inclusive and with it. His era is rife with discrimination. It, yeah, it is and rife. Stuff like especially that. with uh, the fat joke stuff. <laughs> Bored of the story. I now. know. Well, yeah, it is rife with that sort of jokes yeah. in the first couple seasons. Well, so so they go they go for so, this meal, don't they? So they go for this meal. Yeah. And it's just. It's a lot of dialogue, isn't it? Yeah, I think this is... It's a very... Tarantino-esque. I hate Tarantino. Oh, it's very much like the scene uh, where two rival enemies come face-to-face at last. Like, and they do a lot of... Uh, yeah. Good shot. There. Incredible close-ups. You can see each individual hair in Margaret's chin. <laughs> it's, it's close. Um, it's just one of those scenes that then, you think... Is something going to happen any second now? It's n- but it's not really for well, it's got that, is two it? of them, really. One's the one with all the, the gags. Mm-hmm. So the thing and the finger. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I like that. It didn't last too long. I like that. Yeah. But then we're, we're back to it uh, a couple minutes later, and that's after a sit-down with Noel. <laughs> um, In the interrogation just, room, is it? Or? It's just a bit... Get on with it. We've heard this this conversation so many times. Who is it for? Like, oh, the doctors, or you know, you basically a god, or mm. right? I don't know. It just didn't do anything for me. It's acted well, though. Yeah, it's all right. It's it is all right. It is all right. It's I hate the setting. It's just yeah. It's a <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, it. The suspension of disbelief goes out the the, the window. I think when you start seeing just <laughs> dolls. When you're supposed to be watching a you know, big budget BBC. Well, it's drama. not. It, it isn't. It isn't big budget, is it? Was one of the bigger budgets, isn't it? No. No. Oh no, no, <laughs> no. Well, no. When they brought it I back, was big it was... enough budget to not be filmed in a. <laughs> yeah. Let's find somewhere that doesn't really look like anywhere you'd want no. to go for tea. No. Uh, Steak <laughs> and chips. It, why does he read that many for ages? When in the first episode he read a whole book in two seconds. Perhaps he's just trying to put off the conversation. Perhaps it's for tension, Luke. Well, then don't go to a restaurant. It's a forced scene for the sake of plot and the boring narrative. Yep. <laughs> All right, then. Act three. Oh, God. Suddenly the rift opens. Ah. You better, better crack on with it, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Cardiff shaking. Like the council doing Cardiff a road. Cardiff shaking his tits off. Uh, they all run back to the TARDIS. Turns out Margaret was the cause of it somehow. Uh, something to do with the extrapolator. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. The surfboard was programmed for this. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the plastic thing is put under her feet while she has Rose hostage. Uh, suddenly the TARDIS opens its flap. <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, to show the heart of the TARDIS. Margaret looks in it for a bit. <laughs> Margaret says thanks and she turns into an egg. 
says thanks and turns into an egg. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. Thin. <laughs> oh, God. Off to time and space. The dock stops. Have you seen you two? The dock, the dock stops the rift from opening somehow. That's not explained. Uh, by the way, uh, Noel sucked off at some point. I don't know when. He's just gone. Uh, we he can got, wait for him if you like. No, he, no, 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 it's okay. Well, because he got blue balls. Because he couldn't, you know, get Billy blue in balls, the, Blue balls, blue balls, blue balls. Blue ball Billy, that's what they call Because <laughs> they couldn't get her to the, he couldn't get her in the hotel. Ah, uh, well. And then done, Finn. That's it. <laughs> this one's a bad one. It's not awful. This is boring. It's it's stretched out, isn't it? For no reason. <laughs> it's just sloppy right in. I hate the location. It's a grim. <laughs> um, Margaret will return mm. in uh, Russell era, new era. Do you think? Yeah, no doubt. I'm surprised she didn't come back already, but mm. she'll come back. Maybe not the actress, but that's Slitheen, because she's going to be born again, isn't she? So they'll go back. Born again, Slitheen. And in fact, uh, I reckon the first few episodes of Russell's era, as a little nod to the first few episodes of when he started, the Slitheen will come back. I'm I'm very interested to see what Russell does, but... Probably that. Equally... I put money on that. Would you? Right now. Go on, then. Slitheen will be back in season one of Russell's new era. Interesting. But, yeah... I'm 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 excited. No, I'm not. I'm I'm interested to see what Russell's going to do. I'm interested, but I'm equally. I, don't, I want nothing to do with it. I'm equally uninterested at at sort of. I I I don't think it's a great idea. <laughs> he's coming back. No, just because it's not a very. I, I I just don't really like his era. I just don't. I, I, I'd have much preferred Stephen Moffat as much as I don't like Matt Smith particularly. The stories of Matt Smith. I'd argue are probably more Doctor Who. Oh, they're great. You know, some of them just you know, it's a bit hit or miss. Like Capaldi's, some of those hit and miss as well. Some of them proper hits though. But yeah, uh, I hate Noel. I hate Noel Clark. Uh, I hate John. I hate John Barrowman. Um, I, I equally I like, I like hate Captain Bill. Jack, and I yes, equally hate Mickey. I do now. I well. always I have. hate Mickey. I always have hated <laughs> Mickey. Always have hated Mickey. I think he's an absolute <laughs> tool. <laughs> oh, mad in it. How like it's all right for you know. I, I also, and I, I don't mean to say this in a sort of, you know, a funny way. I find it mad. Obviously, we don't know what's happened behind the scenes. That it turns out a lot of a few people that were in Russell's era have been a bit dodgy. Yeah, and Russell. Obviously knew about all of this. Sorry, the chair is just going. Never stop moving. Russell obviously knew about all this, didn't he? Yes. I'm so, a producer. You know, bring them back, bring John back, see if it. Well, it just does lightning strike twice. It just feels a bit sort of. I don't know. It's fishy. There's more. He definitely knew. The producer definitely knew, and he just didn't do anything about it. Yeah. And considering well, at least not publicly how... anywhere publicly. Well, just considering how Russell's era is supposed to be the one that's very inclusive and, you know, we, we moved on in the world and, you know, everything's, you know, it's just, I don't know. 
I'm just not. I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea just to go back on things. If it's not working, give up and go back. I think he will bring back Barrowman. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Sometimes it's a good thing to go back on things. Go back to the original. Well, when you think about it, he's been brought back knowing that those things have happened Mm. post, uh, pre He's been outed. Yeah. Exposed. Well, he'd been supposedly told off, hadn't he, by... Who are the two women that run Bad Wolf? Julie Gardner and... Who got told off? Barrowman. Right. Like, don't do this. And then it just carried on. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, okay. I hate stuff like that, though. Like, it's just like... Okay. Just, just sack him. Lorraine doesn't care. No, because uh, Lorraine doesn't care because the sun shines out of f- John Barrowman's... Because he'll talk in a fake Scottish accent. No, no, no. He can flip between them, you see. Because he's lived in America for so long. Bullshit. Flip between them, my... That's rubbish. It's got to be rubbish. It's rubbish. It is absolute rubbish. There's no way that he flips between them. I want to get a linguistics expert. Linguistics. Right. The only thing I can find is like... You know, like if I... If I've spent the day with my mum... I end up speaking more like Welsh inflection. Yeah. But it's not as if I come back after like spending the day with I don't know, Uncle Uncle Steve and talk like a Russian. No. It, what? No. Oh, just because I'm talking with you, Lorraine, I'm gonna speak like this because this is my real voice. But every acting job and presenting job and everything else I ever do is in American. What a load of sh- and TikTok. Not TikTok. Twitter. Twitter. What? It's just bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. Don't buy it. Cough. You stupid twit. Get in the bin. Get in the bin. Oh, Red. I hope we get attacked. Red. Yeah. It's just poor. It's just boring. It's just, it's just, it's just a boring. poor story. <laughs> Doesn't, uh, it's not bad. Like, a genuinely... The writing is bad. There's no getting around that. It's just not a good story. The true plot is not good everything else is about Amber but yeah the plot's bad and it brings everything down and Noel and Barrowman are in it so. yeah I mean it's it's not a so good see how straight away is Billy it is. she cries in it so sorry Billy so there we go oh well there we go mm. it's a red don't watch Boomtown watch something else don't watch Doctor Who. Um, I hear Bridgerton's all right. Oh, I wouldn't bother with no. that. I wouldn't. No. Uh, oh well. <laughs> Onwards and downwards. I hear Star Trek's is up. Star Trek's all right. Apparently, people but, rave about yeah. Star Trek. Maybe we should. Get... I've I've watched a few episodes of Star Trek and nothing's really clicked. I've never but... seen it in my life. All right. Well, onwards and downwards. I'd say upwards. All right, then. So, my episode this week is Time Lash. Number 199 of 200 out of the mighty 200 list. (laughs) From season 22, serial 5, aired from the 9th to the 16th of March, 1985. Written by Glenn McCoy. (coughs) Directed by Pennant Roberts, 
produced by JNT, script edited by Eric the Hair Saywood, and music is by Liz Parker. It is two 45-minute episodes long. Would you like a brief synopsis? I would love one. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite a yawn. Prepare the synopsis. On the planet Carful, and in 1885 Scotland, the Sixth Doctor and Perry, together with a young man named Herbert, become entangled with the machinations of the despotic Borat. (laughs) Thoughts? Uh, This is in my top ten. (laughs) Of all two. (laughs) It's great. Of all time. Mm -hmm. It's great. Right. First episode, yeah, I think it's actually pretty good. The plot is gripping. I was in. I was. I was in. Wow. I couldn't be up with Colin and whatever he was doing, probably beating Perry. But I was involved in the plot of these rebels are coming. They don't. Doesn't really mean anything. No. But I was in. There was a, a dichotomy of uh, interesting politics. That was a big word for you. <laughs> I really liked it. Um, second episode, I think, was a bit, bit boring. Well. Um, Colin's a dick. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, at <laughs> least to Perry, he's horrible to her. He always is, though. It's like... I do like him. frustrated that he can't f*** her on the TARDIS panels. <clears throat> Although, they did have a sex scene together, didn't they? And uh, well, not not really, but sort of. They were in the same bed, weren't they? In air zone or something. They were in the same bed. <laughs> in the first instance, instances of this episode, the first one, mm. I was shouting at my TV. Do Colin, it, do it, no, do Colin, it. Oh. stop touching her. Right. Would you like <laughs> me to break down the story for you? Yes, please. So, part one. What did you think of it? Awful for mm. the most part. I don't think it's a very good story, but there's parts of it that just make it completely hilarious. There's two. That might, it's just it's great. They, well, they'll raise their their <laughs> as we as we go through. Mm. So part one opens with a filler scene of the Doctor and Perry. Nothing happens. Nothing. 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 Colin. Bad. 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 Oh, <laughs> I reckon that wasn't in the script. No, it's a thing of the Sixth Doctor to just repeat things three times. Mercifully, though, after three Jesus minutes, slap. that Did scene Did Perry ends. ever slap him? No. She just lives in constant fear of him. Yeah. I don't know why. And then when he says, oh, I'll take you home, then she's like, whoa, 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 no. Well, what was that scene for? Well, as I say, mercifully, after three minutes, that scene ends, and some sweaty <laughs> people are being chased down a corridor by beekeepers, and they're trying to... They to are a- sweaty. They're hot. And they're trying to escape from the Citadel to the Rebel Encampment. And then we go back to the TARDIS for a bit more filler. Okay. <laughs> we then get the first shot of the worst robot in anything that's ever been. I didn't realise we're supposed to be robots. The body popping. Oh, that awful. It's not even good body popping. No. <laughs> I really My cousin John does a good robot impression. Should we get him? He, um... So. Well, we haven't heard him speak yet, but we'll we'll get to that. 
Is it the same character actor playing mm-hmm. all of them? Yeah. <laughs> What's that face? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We pulled yes, it, it off. <laughs> Go on. Would you like me to continue? Yes, please. So then we get the first shot of that terrible robot. It shoots the girl in the guts, and she goes. <laughs> she just proper falls. It's great. Uh, and then takes the girl into a room where the Borad, or the board, as I've written, in his magic chair, kills board. her. Aww. But just then, Paul Darrow, playing Tekka, minces onto the screen, and that they have a lesson in how not to act when your life's on the line. You know those rebels? And, like, the youngest of the rebels says, Let me say my last words, Malin. I'm no rebel. <laughs> Paul Darrow is oh, God. incredible in this, in a terrible way. He's probably most famous for playing Avon in Blake 7. Mm. Is he uh, terrible in that? No, but he's sort of equally thespian in mm. it. You know, everything he says, it's as if he's got a skull in one hand. Skull? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's everything he says is like... Just so completely Richard III over the top and just incredible, incredible. I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. It's just, let me say my last words, Malin. I'm no rebel. (laughs) Oh, yes, you are. (laughs) So after he says that, Paul Darrow, as we will refer to Tekka, Paul Darrow then speed minces across the floor to 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 switch on the most crap terrifying tinsel tunnel mm. in all of space and time mm. the time lash what is it and push the rebels through the tinsel crap oh he doesn't push him well he just sort of like, lets him fall <laughs> <laughs> it, the time lash it's like a time tunnel isn't it so you these people just sort of get abandoned in another time oh it's so like we've been angels I don't know maybe yeah because that woman ends up in like 1800s and seeing yeah. Yeah. What that annoying man. Herbert. I'm no rebel. Um, <laughs> what do you think of the design of the time lash? Uh, Just a triangle with tinsel. I've seen loads of stuff like that in Aldi now. I don't think it's any better or worse than other things I've seen. I mean, what's the other vortex we saw in the other one? With Tim. What was that one? Oh, the, uh, in oh, Pyramids of Mars? Yeah, it doesn't look any better than that, really. Just like a swishy um, yeah. CSO disco corridor of death. Yeah, I'm not, uh, it's about the same. Huh. Well, there we go, then. What about you? Uh, I don't think it's very good. It, it's just a bit crap. Hmm. It's just it's just a triangle. Hmm. It's just a door. Hmm. Triangles... At least I picked up on this. Triangle's a theme mm. in this story. Uh, oh, yeah, they are actually, aren't they? There's a few triangles. There's loads. Perhaps they had a load laying about. Malin Rainis, probably the only good actor in this, then goes to a dark room with a cardboard triangle and opens up the sealed orders. He has to divert all the power to the Borad's personal vault. Well, even though Malin's wife is on life support, yeah, but it it's just it is what it is. It just well, I she can't. might live. She might survive from it. Oh, she might be all right. So he pushes it eighty percent. 
Yeah. And while the camera's up there, he moves a bit more. Let's <laughs> really make sure she f- dies. Perhaps he's got life insurance on her. Yeah. He wants a good payout. Yeah, no doubt. Finally be able to buy that boat. The android robot thing then speaks in the most stupid voice awful. and tells Malin Renis to go and attend to the Borad or attend the Borad. He does this and gets killed by the Borad. Yeah, thud. I'm playing it. It's great. It, this is uh, one of my favourite scenes in all of Doctor Who ever. <laughs> the thud it's great god it's good well now that that Malin's been killed hmm. what, what would you think I of the liked effect him. I really like the casting in this I think it's brilliant he's probably the best actor that's in it yeah. and he gets killed off straight away yeah no the other one's great as well Paul Darrow the one who replaces him yeah He's, oh, yeah, he's great. great. I love the cast. He's great, but in a, in a terrible way. Like, he's not... A skull. Yeah. We'll get to that. What do you think of the, the effect of killing, like, the, the ageing It's all right, thing? isn't it? I think it's done pretty well. Yeah, it's all right. You know, consider it. Did he use the same... No. I think they just dress him up in old makeup, don't they? And take uh, a yeah, probably. And you don't really see oh, them that you missed, clearly, um, either, do you? You know, oh, I can't remember his name. It's not Borat. Borat. <laughs> What's his name? Borat. The Borad. Borad. Well, his like robot, robot mm. like impersonation thing. I don't know. Yeah. But when he's first seen video calling. But did you notice how it's like it's paused and then someone yeah. press play and then he's moving. <laughs> It's awful. It's, you know. I love this. Anyway. I love this. So, after the the Borad says something that, you know, now that the mailing's dead, we're going to have to have a new election. And he just picks. He's just, right, yeah. well, it's, it's taken out. Hmm. So, Paul Darrow is the new mailing after the vote. That wasn't a vote. But then at 19 minutes and 18 seconds in, we get probably the most scenery-chewing thespian acting I have ever seen in Doctor Who. It's called treason, and he is the traitor. Prepare the time, lass! <laughs> Here we go. Just stands there with his hand in the air. What is going on? Oh god! It's awful, but brilliant. So, who are these people? Who exactly are they? The Carfellans, aren't they? Uh, is the this a council? So they're a council. Well, sort of, or yeah, like a yeah. Parliament or something. What is the, it? Yeah, I think it's just like a sort of regime, isn't it? So, Tekka. Paul Darrow, the prepare the time lash, yeah. is now the sort of the mayor, I suppose. This is the only way to look at it. Yeah, like the the line manager, but the Borad is the, the big boss. I didn't know what would stop him. 
Are you sure about this, Paul? He is. Everyone reminds me of Romeo and Juliet in this. Like they all should be in tights and the the thing is it with it as well. They all seem to be trying to outdo each other. Yeah. So it's like they all watched Colin at the beginning doing his bad, bad, yeah. bad, and they're like, right, okay, I know what to do. It's called treason, and he <laughs> is the traitor. Prepare the timeless. It's all like huge. It's not even you can't. It even is see. huge. This story is mega. You know when people say they chew the scenery. Well, his he's done it so. Paul Darrow isn't chewing the scenery because he's already chewed it. Yeah, it's like it's chew it's scenery, just dislocation of the jaw and just shoving it in. Oh, he loves it. He it's, loves being in front of the camera. It's. <laughs> I love it when he's with Perry and the Doctor in the gardens. <laughs> it's like Game of Thrones. <laughs> Walking through the garden. That's oh, great. Oh, I love God. It. What's so, next? Yeah. So, yeah, so we get that bit of Prepare the Time Lash, which is brilliant. Vina then gets shoved in the Time Lash, and the Doctor and Perry act like she just flew through the TARDIS. Well, Perry does, but then the Doctor somehow has seen it. You know, when they see a sort of ghostly uh, figure go through. Yeah, so she's tra- she's fell through the Time Lash. Mm-hmm. And that's her traversing back to the 1800s, and she just passes through the TARDIS. Well done. Yeah. Somehow? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't make... It, it does, that inclusion of that scene does not make any difference to anything in the story. No. Well, yeah. It I doesn't mean I don't understand. Well, so uh, the TARDIS lands... Lands. The TARDIS lands on Carful, and then we get some random info dump about the Doctor has been to Carful before, and the Doctor works this out from what he's seeing, and it's just some people stood by the door. You know, when they look on the TARDIS scanner, and he says, oh, I've been here before. And literally, oh, yeah. all he can see is Tekka stood by a door frame. And he's like, oh, I've been here before. He'd probably know from... I don't know, you know. he know. Well, he did know. Well, <laughs> So... Yeah, so the, this story takes place after a John Pertwee story that oh, I didn't get that doesn't from... exist. What it's like mean? one of it's a story that we've never seen on screen, sort of thing. Not it's lost. It's uh... just sort of it happened between stories, sort of thing. Oh, so we never got this. It's not no, big no, finish it's not, no, no. Well, big finish have probably done it. They probably have. Yeah, yeah. It's like Nick Briggs is is writing this down as he watched Time Lash in future. Start audiobook company make Pertwee story on careful. <laughs> so Paul Darrow then takes Perry away and he looks like he absolutely stinks of fags. Did you notice that? Oh. Go, go find it. Find part one where the doctor arrives and they get out of the TARDIS and Tekka takes Perry away. Or 500 of us. The androids have already seen... Or 500 of us. Killing us what if we blast our way through to the past? What if we blast... The, the inner sanctum. Well, I'm surprised you have them on display. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you have them on display. <laughs> Her accent's terrible in this as well. Oh my god, doctor. <laughs> doctor. 
this time. Indeed you are. This is Perry, my assistant. Hi. He looks like he stinks of fags, really. I don't know what it is. Merlin, about this time corridor in space. All in good time, Doctor. All in good time. Please enjoy our hospitality first. Have you been traveling long? Well, it's hard to say, really. Time just flies when you're in the TARDIS. He just looks like he stinks of fags. I don't know what you mean. Do you know? Do you not know what I mean? Like he, he stinks. Just smells of tobacco, really strong. What unusual plants! Right. Anyway, <clears throat> so a plant nearly kills Perry before the android steals her Saint Christopher. But then a crap snake thing. Skype calls Tekka because they won't let them have any grain. So it's war. But don't worry. I don't get that. They're the planets. But don't worry though, Luke, because their planet will rule this corner of the universe with the power of a giant ocean. <laughs> uh, what is, what is there it? must have been a teenager on set like doing sound or something holding a boom mic just like, <laughs> like laughing the whole way through power of a giant ocean <laughs> <laughs> quiet on set uh, I don't get the worm thing what I'd have done though, they're most I... peaceful like they're a peaceful race but they're, they're risking their world's on the brink of famine, but they're going to go to war. I'd have just pissed about, though. Like, if I was doing the sound and Paul Darrow was doing that speak speech, I'd have done like, but don't worry, because our planet will rule with the power of a thousand oceans. With you riding the crest of the wave. The... <laughs> It'd have been oh. great. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. <laughs> right. So... The the wormy things. Mm. I can't think what they're called. I can't think. So the wormy people that look like a cobra or something. Mm. Like a It's like a mix between a turtle and a snake. (laughs) (laughs) Well they get their grain from Carful. And the Vorads put a stop to that. Yeah. So rather than just say please they do. He does. Yeah, but, you know, they just say, well, that's war then. I don't get that. I think it's just a, a, a clutching at grasps for a little bit of tension. Think of something else. You don't have, it doesn't have to be the run out of grain. Whoa. Make something else up. Well, you know, it is what it is, isn't Maybe it? Maybe they need that land or something else, their land. I don't know. Well, you know, I don't know. But at least they're going to rule, though, with the power yeah. of a giant ocean. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? It's just a crap little simile, isn't it? Just crap. With the power of a giant ocean. What? I don't know. What ocean? It's No, no, not like that. But We'll rule this corner of the universe with the power of a giant ocean. Like, as you know, with all of this fight. Right. Who wrote this? Well. So... Perry's trying to escape from the body-popping robot. Yeah. And uh, one of the beekeepers. And she escapes into, like, a dark cave yeah. thing. 
And then the bloke that's chasing her with the robot says, Shame, she was an attractive woman. And then the robot... <laughs> the robot oh, says... weird. Yes, indeed, she was. Oh. With a smile. What? It's horrible. It really... Yes, indeed, she was. What? She, yeah, shame. She was an attractive woman. What has that got to do with her running away? Oh, cause it's the whole premise of it, isn't it? Like, he has the hearts for her, and then... Oh, no, it's not him. It's the other one, isn't it? It's a... The Borad. Yeah, it's yeah. him. That's not the no, other one. yeah, so why is the robot... I don't know. So... But... Why is there a door in this place that leads straight into a tunnel, which no is the known mm. access route for the rebels, but no one's guarding it, and it's fr- they can just unlock it. Perhaps you can only unlock it from one side. No, she locked oh, yeah, it from the other, other side. side. <laughs> Keep them locked away in there. But if they need to get it, just let them. Yeah, don't lock it, but the yeah, cave, keep an eye on it. The cave thing as well looks terrible. Oh, I don't. I don't. I think it does. It looks sort of... It looks like it's from Pertwee's era, and they've just had it With left over. With that big slug thing. What What was that episode? That was a fever dream, man. That. that was a massive slug thing, and like this underground thing. And we've done it? Yeah. A massive slug underground? Yeah. Pertwee? Oh, I don't know if it was Pertwee, though. But it's massive. Oh no! It's it's a um, it's a it's that one. Whatever that episode is. Oh right, the creature from the pit. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. It reminds me of that, but it's not green. Why? It hasn't even got a face. No, the not the monster. The the oh, the plate. cave. Yeah, the cave. Right. Okay. Well, it's every other cave in Doctor Who. So yeah, it was annoying me. I couldn't think of that episode. Though. Well, anyway, the the giant worm thing. Uh, attacks Perry and the rebels save her. The Borad watches Perry leave the TARDIS on loop and wants her brought to him unharmed. Vina, or Miss Wooden Actress 1985, has appeared in Herbert's hut. Is Mia the one who's the... Yeah, it's the ghost one, isn't it? Vina's the one in like the maroon She's dress. She's terrible. Do you remember... Once more we're feeling? or Oh well. Well, she appears in Herbert's hut, and the Doctor goes after her in the TARDIS to get back the amulet. Hmm. The Doctor, Herbert and Vina go back to Carful. This is after they've had a long chat in Herbert's hut for no apparent reason. It doesn't, doesn't mean doesn't anything do it, it? now. Uh, Herbert and Vina it's and the ages. Doctor... It's ages. Yeah. It's, it's almost ten minutes. It wouldn't surprise it's me. It's a big part of the last, uh, last chunk of episode one. Well, they all go back to, um, uh, to take the amulet to Tekka. And the Doctor is threatened with the time lash and Do- Colin does pain like a cat with a hairball. You know, when the robot grabs him, he goes... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Colin? Are you all right? I... Colin. I don't like Colin. No, I like Colin. Mm. I don't know what... It... No, it's not I don't like it. Mm. He's I d- like no other Doctor. I do, I do like He's a- the Sixth Doctor. I do sort of like. It's just, it's very. It's got this plasticky feel to all of the stories that are sort of. It puts you off a little bit, and probably that he's just a complete. 
to Perry. He is horrible. I think that's why. He's he's just horrible to he her. He is horrible. Uh, it Proper does soften, hor- It's abusive. Yeah, but it, well, it is, yeah, really. It is. But it, it does soften. Their relationship does soften. I think it's like... It gets more supple. Yeah, well, like, like we're, we're Pertwee and Joe. Like, after a while, they do... It does get better. It gets better. You know, but it's just... Yeah, I, I do enjoy uh, he Colin. He strangles her. He does, yeah. <laughs> he's I, a... He's a... I do enjoy watching it. Yeah, I do as well. I still like Colin. Well, not get, not, I don't enjoy people getting strangled. He's I, another one of my favourite my, my stories, Colin yeah. is. The, um... I always remember just the radio DJ. Well, hi there. <laughs> Davros. Yeah, the, yeah. What, what's that one? Revelation of the Daleks. I love that one. It's it was great. It was a good one. Mm. Yeah, even though you only watched half of it, but it was a good one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you remember Still Davros really coming at the end? Yeah. What? No. So that's end of part one. Only 45 minutes left. Part two. Just as the Doctor is about to be pushed into the Time Lash, he produces a mirror and it sends the android mad and the rebels overflow the inner sanctum. Uh, Well, uh, I I quite like the idea of the whole mirror thing. Are you alright? You're just going to watch Time Lash. (laughs) This. Boring. I'm going to... This. I I was getting the scene ready because we're coming up to it. I think Mm. it's great. When they're lowering him into the time lash. So he doesn't want to go into the time lash. But even if you go into the time lash, he doesn't really do anything. Oh, we haven't got there yet. No. We no, this is where he's, he doesn't want to get put in the time lash, but he gets a mirror. Yeah, so he gets yeah, he gets a mirror. And he points it towards the, the android. I do like the idea, the I whole I don't get mirror. the mirror, but because the kryptonite to everything well, in this episode. The, the mirror is because the Borat doesn't want to see himself. Yeah, but this is a Yeah, but a so robot. He's, he's banned mirrors. But what's it got to do with the robot? No idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just assuming that... It, like Maybe he programmed them to hate mirrors or something? I don't, I don't How can know. he smash a mirror if they're literally... Like, they can't even see it, look at it or go near it? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't understand this, but... How did Colin know? Well, he's been there before, already. Not with the adapter. Oh, no, he hasn't, no. I don't know. Perhaps he's just noticed that there's no mirrors or something. I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. Oh. Don't know. Where do you get the mirror from? Out of his pocket. Oh, okay. Luminous pockets. So the, then the doctor enters the time lash on a rope to get some crystals, and everybody does some terrible struggling to hold onto the rope acting, even though he sat down. Did you notice this? Yeah, well, at first, it comes across like. Colin's really heavy. <laughs> really How t- many of them is holding that rope? Three. I thought there's more than that. I, th- I think there's just three. I thought there was four of them. There, there's and then one guy falls, who like is he's milking trying. it. He's milking it. It's, it's the not one with that. the slicked back hair, isn't it? <laughs> Doctor! What's the matter? <laughs> 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 Doctor, what's the matter? him proper milk you get a close up in a sec so is he trying to find the pendant that she might have dropped no he's, he's getting the crystals right uh, just that one no he gets three doesn't oh, he? Does or it? two I don't know I'm sort of out of it now 
Right, well, I'm, I'm bored of watching this now. I just want to get this done. <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah. So, so why is why are they struggling so much to lower him? Well, the thing that I, I don't quite understand is that I get that they struggle to lower him. Not, I'm not saying anything about Colin, but you would struggle to like lower somebody with a rope, wouldn't you? Probably. Three of you, though. I don't know. Or at least to maintain it. If they were just constantly... Da- you'd get tired, wouldn't you? But uh, he sat... He sat down, isn't he? Yeah. So why are they still pulling it? You'd just like keep the tension, wouldn't you? You wouldn't be like... I, it's like they were told that it's not because of his weight. It's because the time lapse is sucking him in. Maybe. Yeah, I suppose. But, Fighting against the time lapse. It doesn't matter. No. So the doctor enters the time lash on a rope to get some crystals. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, they're struggling to hold onto the rope, even though he's sat down. And in a boring voice, we get told he's dangling on the edge of oblivion. And this scene goes on for ages. It goes on for ages. So, anyway, Tekka and Kendron go to see the Borad. But it turns out that the old man who's been on the telly is a robot and not the Borad. Ooh. I didn't know he I didn't know he was a robot. I just thought he was like brainwashed load of wires in his back. No, he's an android, isn't he? He's a robot. Why does he look so much better than the other robots? Robot. Don't know. And who was is. he before oh, I don't know. The the Borad kills Kendo Kendod. <laughs> the Borad kills Kendron. <laughs> not Kendod. And the android starts to break down the door yeah, to the inner sanctum. Whilst the Doctor is making a time-shifting invisibility thing. And we have the demonstration of him doing that to everybody. It goes on for so long. Sitting down. I just, I had no idea what was happening. Even after it happened, I was like... Well, so he goes around the table, I I get it. He knocks everybody's chest. But ten seconds, and then you see him doing it ten seconds later. Yes. So it looks like he's just sitting there for ten seconds. And we watch it all... And it feels like an hour. Yeah, it feels like it's never going to end. <laughs> so, uh, the boar—not uh, the boar—the android and the beekeepers. You know Colin's face when he's just sitting there. Let's <laughs> see me watching this. <laughs> it's the audience. It's bored. So the androids and the beekeepers break into the inner sanctum and hit the wall where John and John put it. He's on the wall. He is on the wall. He's on the wall. I went wait. <laughs> Uh, they, they then go to find the Borad whilst Perry is tied to a post in the caves. The Doctor enters the Borad's room and we get a first look at him. He looks great. I'm not saying great as in healthy. I think the Borad's face is brilliant. It animates well. Um, I wish it, it's, an- like it's stuck to his yeah. chin, isn't it? So it does sort of... Oh, mm. no, 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 no. I wish the other eye moved, though. Oh, I think it works better that the other eye doesn't move. Okay. What is he? He's half Morlocks, half normal. What's Morlocks? The thing that's kill- getting Perry in the cave. The worm. Oh, worm but snake not thing. the same worm that was on Skype. That's a different... That's a different worm. Okay. That's a space worm. Right. <laughs> right. Not I the apologize. space worm, the cave worm. I apologise. You're all right. I'll let you off. But yeah, I think I think the board looks great. I think that's a great bit of design, actually. It is. I, it's um. I knew who he was before I saw this. 
Did you? When I saw the thumbnail, I thought, oh, it's him. Because of Battleston Fire. Oh, has he got a card? He has does got he? a card, yeah. The Borad. I think it's a rare. Wow. But I'm not too sure. I'll read it out for you. Thanks. So the Borad explains about how everything... What well, He just explains what's going on. And how he had an accident with a Morlocks creature. Oh. Experiment and kills Tekka. Thud. Well, thud, thud. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's the yeah, <laughs> knee head. Knee. <laughs> <laughs> the Borad has put a canister of the gas that messed him up on Perry's chest. Button. <laughs> the, so the Borad's put a canister of the stuff that messed him up with the Morlocks yes. on Perry's chest. Where else? Where else are you going to put it? When the Morad... Perry get, goes to the ringer in this, in this episode, isn't she? Oh, I love Perry. When the Morad... The Borad... No, no. The Mor- Morlock... Oh, what the hell's it called? The Morlock's worm thing attacks her, it will mess her up and she and the Borad can make little Borads. Oh. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. The Doctor uses the crystal thing uh, to trick he the He can't Borad. walk, though. Well, I thought this... Uh, right, so the Borad, <laughs> when we first see him, oh, well, we're told that he's sort of... He's got the strength of, like, a, a, a hundred Carphalons yeah. or something. But he can't move, can he? No, but he's got a good arm. Oh, right, he's got a good... Should have used my strong hand. Yeah, he's got... He He's got a flipper Perry the and a hand, doesn't he? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Unless Perry's going to... The old man. Maybe. How little robot He's a robot. Robot. Yeah. Oh, well, it didn't know. stop the other robot from, no, that's true. from thinking yeah. she's hot stuff. Yes, indeed, she is. Smile. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, yeah. So they're going to make um. little ballrads. The Doctor uses the crystal trick thing on the Borad, who keeps missing shots of him, but the crystal stores the energy that the Borad tries to shoot him with and kills the Borad. Hmm. Now Perry has been freed, she decides that rather than run to the big open space, she's just going to back herself into a corner with a Morlock's worm. Okay. Well, when the Borad dies... Yes. I was getting giddy. Were you? I thought, wow, that went really quickly... Go it now. must be finished. <laughs> yeah. But there's 20 minutes left? No, 30. No. Mm. Happened really early on in the second episode. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Perry's been freed, and she decides that she's going to run backwards two steps rather than to the... She keeps screaming as well to, like... Doctor! Stop talking. Yeah. I, I think if you try and be quiet... <laughs> well, she gets rescued by Herbert and reunited <laughs> by the Doctor. But... It's not over yet. No. They've got a war to stop first. So it turns out you can stop a war by saying, well, we didn't start it. (laughs) Nothing to do with us. It wasn't us. You know, they've solved many wars by saying, well, I didn't. The snake ambassador wants to see the Borad's dead body as proof that they didn't start the war. What? Ima- well, but the snake knew that they started the war. No, the snake started the war. Well, he declared it. Well, no, no, no. That, that as proof of like, right, stop this now. It wasn't us. The snake says, "Well, oh, no more double crossing, no more being a." D-. 
Yeah. When we know he's dead, we'll know that you're being serious. Yes. So we can actually talk to and talk diplomacy. But imagine the faff of that. Like, you go and say, hang on, we didn't start this. It's all a big misunderstanding. You can come and get your grain. Just mm. calm down. Imagine the faff of the space worm saying to you, right, well, we want to see the dead body first. Mm. Somebody's got to go down to the Borad's place. Yeah. Bring his chair with the Borad in it. Mm-hmm. Bring it all the way back up there. Mm-hmm. Call the space worm back. Mm. Try and get hey, him in shot. Have to the, oh. He'll be there by then. It'll be like, well, can you, you're already coming here, aren't you? Well, I'll show you when you get here. Just don't mm. shoot us. Well, no, because they need proof. Uh, yeah, it could be, yeah, a trap. Uh, could be a trap. A ruse. Oh, I don't understand why. Oh, it's just a faff. It's just a, I'm I'm high, I'm president. Lord President of the High Council of the Time World, you'll have more than a you'll have more you'll have more to answer to if you don't listen to me. <laughs> Come on, keep going. Oh, <laughs> so the doctor is then horrible to Perry so that he can travel in the TARDIS on his own and we get a nice big bit of padding with the doctor and Herbert. You missed a bit. Did I? When the TARDIS first materializes. Where? In the first episode. What? When it materialises in whatever that room is where all the politicians are. No, we are. talked about that. And then Do you remember when it materialised, though? Yeah. And it came out the it like, time thing. Yeah, because it came out of the vortex where the time lash was. And that's how they got there? Yes. Why did it take so long? I don't know. They were just talking about what they had for tea while it's landing. Oh, Keep here in a minute. <laughs> Keep going. So whilst the doctor, <laughs> so whilst the uh, the doctor and Herbert are on the TARDIS, hey, up. there's um, I hate Herbert. <laughs> there's a terrible, terrible explosion thing. Uh, just as Perry says, the missile has exploded in the stratosphere. Before crying. With the ambassador tells them that the TARDIS has been destroyed in the blast. Oh. I'm awful sorry, Perry, but there's nothing we could do. It was a terrible it. explosion. I thought the effect was pretty bad. <laughs> it's a lot of purple, really, isn't it? And yeah. A lot of lines. Perry mopes about, mm. and then... Dun-dun-dun! The Borad lives. He's been experimenting, cloning himself cell oh. by cell. So... You know, it's good, isn't it? Borat 2.0. And he can he can walk now. He's not on his, oh, yeah. not on his chair, is he? So he can proper... You know... <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, well... Or make little Borat. That's the one. The Doctor does a deal. If Do you reckon Perry, his... Go on. His, his, his half reptilian I hope heart. so. Like, I hope so. Dead. Half scaled, half... Like, like dead on centre. It's like a... County line. Yes. (laughs) Like an OS map. The doctor then does a deal. If Perry doesn't scream, the wedding of her and the Borad can go ahead. What? So, the Borad wants Perry, doesn't he? Yes. Like, proper. Wants her. In his mind, he's already got her. Exactly. Yeah. Can't take that away from him. No, no, no. no. She lives on. Okay. Here. All right, come on. Um, So... With his big flipper. Yeah. Lives on. In here. So the doctor says, basically, that 
she she'll find you disgusting, even if she looks like you when you've more locked her up. Yeah, he was horrible to him. I didn't. I don't think. I think I thought it was pretty mean. Yeah, it's a bit mean. But she he says she'd be repulsed by you, even if she looks like you. She'll still think that you're ugly. Well, yeah, because it, it's what is inside that yeah. counts. It's, it's, is well, that what you meant, Colin? Because exactly. it didn't come across like that. Maybe. You both just said he's fugly. <laughs> and no one will ever love him. All right, that's <laughs> So, <laughs> it's all three men to carry you, and they still had to put up a f***ing fight. <laughs> if she doesn't scream at your ugly face, whoa, 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 hang on, big boy. Big boy. You should have seen that rope <laughs> buckling. <laughs> buckling. You could have played a tune on the rope. You it was see, that tight. that stone that he was sitting on and it's wobbling like f***. <laughs> I, I wish, like, when they were holding him on that rope, <laughs> if somebody just went, ding, it would have been like a guitar string. It was that tight. It's <laughs> tight. <laughs> <laughs> he's a heavy boy, isn't he? He is. He's a big boy. What makes you say that? Hell. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Colin. <laughs> so, yeah, so if Perry doesn't scream, her and the Borad can be together. Yeah. So he knows that she's going to scream. She's going to scream. She always screams. So the Doctor breaks the John Pertwee picture, revealing a mirror. The Borad doesn't like this and pushes mm-hmm. the Doctor. Uh, they, they have a little tussle. How does they? the Doctor know there's a mirror behind that? I don't know. Okay. Well, he's been here before, hasn't he? So you'd generally, whenever so, I've right, been anywhere, so, I remember where the mirrors are. So in this room, there's a wall. Mm. And someone thought, let's put a mirror to replace the wall there, and then no, actually, let's put John Pertwee's face there. And now he's left. And then no, actually, let's plaster over yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> so the Borad doesn't like this, and him and the Doctor have a little bit of a tussle, and the Doctor pushes the Borad into the time lash. He's going to be the Loch Ness Monster. I, yeah, I got Yay. that. It's good, isn't it? So then they destroy the Time Lash and the Doctor reveals that Herbert is... Right, again, this episode doesn't end. H.G. Wells. It keeps going. Yeah. Why are we with Herbert and the TARDIS of f***ing years? Yeah, so it turns out the Herbert's H.G. Wells. Yeah. The, the Borad's the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. Finn. I hate the music in this. Well, I was just going to say to you about that. Well, the story... What did you think of it? Um, awful, but... It's hilarious. It, yeah. I really liked the story, in, the story in the first episode. I was into it. I got it. I was hooked. And then pretty much introduced Herbert. I was out. <laughs> I was out after that. I thought it was crap. Well, I, I don't mind the idea of H.G. Wells being in... It's not H- story. It's, no, it's not H.G. Wells. Well, it, it's supposed to be, isn't it? Well, it's supposed to be a good story, but it's not. But, you know... It, it's just... It's not it's really, boring. It's, it's, it's great. Everything <laughs> <laughs> before then, though, it's great. I really enjoyed it. it, it it's alright. It's not as bad as I remember it. I remember it being awful. Like awful. You said this is the worst story we would have uh, yeah, it, reviewed so far. Yeah. And it's not awful, and mercifully, it feels like it's over pretty quick. Yeah. Even though it, it, it feels like f- it drags. It doesn't the, feel feature length. No. No. But you know, it's what an hour and twenty five out of your time. Yeah. Two forty five minutes. I know it's an hour and a half, but it's not quite, is it? Credits and title Credit, sequences. Of course. Um. So yeah, it's. Uh, 
It's not great. It's not good. It's not okay. <laughs> no, it's not good. But it's not. It's not absolutely dreadful. It's acted pretty poorly, but in a good way. Do you know what I mean? So, I enjoyed it, and it is in my top ten. It's got golden moments in it that I'll never forget. It'd be hilarious to watch together. Yeah. It'd be one of those, yeah. like when we watched Black Orchid, wasn't it? The Peter Davison one. Do you remember that? No. The uh, one with the clown. Is that the one? It's a two-parter, isn't it? It's as well, the, isn't it's the one um, in that state home, isn't it? And What's the one? D- like fifty companions. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that one. Crowded Tardis yeah. or what? Colin it's... is the worst Doctor. Really? Well, apart from Sylvester, <laughs> but he plays it how Colin plays it, and Colin is great. He's he's going for it, isn't he? Yeah. He's going for it. Yeah. Now, the music in this. It's Liz Parker. Hmm. I think this is her only contribution to music in Doctor Who. Funny that, isn't it? First like, and last. Yeah, funny that. You'd assume they'd just be like, do you want to just do this full time? Because this is so good. The the annoying thing that they do with this is there's tons of Mickey Mousing of the robot walking and things like that. There was one bit. I think someone makes it. Oh, I think it's in the last scene or some one of the last scenes hmm. where Herbert says something, and there's a weird sound effect like applause or like laugh now hmm. audience. Can you remember that? It was like that. Yeah. It's, there's some weird choices in there. Some of it's okay. But some of it is just it's everywhere. random. It is everywhere. It's completely random. It's Not, like nothing's justified. It's as if I gave you a DX7 and I said, right, just be a bit weird with it. Mm. And like when you saw the robot on the screen, you went, boom, 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 boom. Biddly. Ding, ding, gun, gun. Are these supposed to be scary? I don't know. <laughs> Probably, but it, it is. got a squeaky voice? Or... I don't know. Meet me at the inner sanctum. Yes, indeed, she was. It's terrible. Yeah, I didn't know there were robots until now. So. I'm going to go right. <laughs> Um, it's a red mm. but I'm going to make a new category oh, yeah. so bad it's incredible and I'm going to put this in there brown star a brown star yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> brown star it's going to get a brown star nice and I'm going to take the greatest show in the galaxy Mm-hmm. Out of my top ten, and put it in the brown corridor. St- yeah, and give it a brown star, and it's going to go in there. So so far, we've got two brown stars. Congratulations, Time Lash! Mm. Your first brown star. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It doesn't surprise me. I love <laughs> this. Well, yeah, it's um, it's an experience, isn't it? And it's done now. It's done so, now. There we go. But as always, there's a couple. It's meme memes. 
Mm. Riddled with me. Riddled. Yes. Riddled with them. Like the, the skull. Yeah. The skeleton. Boom. Gone. It's great. But as always, it doesn't matter what we think. <laughs> First bit of feedback is from Rossi Greenslade on Facebook. Time slash is one of my. my I'm just going for a time slash. (laughs) It's one of my favourites. I think it's great fun. A less insightful version of Vengeance of Varos to a degree, but nowhere near deserving of the ire it receives. Mm. What does that mean, ire? IRE. Don't know. Just keep reading. Paul Darrow plays a fantastic arch villain. Arch villain. Arch villain. Arch. Have you read before? <laughs> I'm tired. Paul Darrow. I'm sick of seeing words today because I have done an assignment today. You haven't said. Paul Darrow plays a fantastic arch villain. I like the rapport between the Doctor and Herbert and genu- <laughs> generally enjoy the atmosphere and pacing. However, no, having uh, <laughs> just to say no, however anywhere there. Having uh, however <laughs> having a link to the third doctor that doesn't feel sure shoe sure horned. <laughs> having a link to the third doctor that doesn't feel shoe horned is a nice is nice as well. Is a nice as well. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Boomtown, I'd need to see again. You don't. I've probably watched it six or six or so times since broadcast, so it's not the most familiar. From memory, great scenes between the Doctor and Blonde. Some nice exploration of what Rose and Mickey's relationship means. And overall, the vibe with the TARDIS team was good. (laughs) Nice. Thanks, Rossi, and nice to hear from you. Thanks, Rossi. I said that like the robot. Nice to hear from you. Uh, next up is Elliot Kinnear. No. Next up is Elliot Kinnear on Facebook. I'm afraid I'm only familiar with Boomtown, but it's actually kind of a favourite. Usually, with the villain of the week format, you show up, beat the bad guy, home for some tea and crumpets, but this one focuses on the ethical dilemma of what does what actually do with the defeated villain. All the action is really crammed into the first few and no, it isn't. All all the action is really crammed into the first and last few minutes, and the rest is just great dialogue. I love the scenes between Margaret and Nine, and there's a real TARDIS team vibe at this point, which is a great setup for the two part finale to follow. It also shows just how much Nine has changed over this season. In the end in in the end of the world, he let Cassandra explode while she begged for mercy. In Dalek, <laughs> in Dalek, he told a terrified last of its kind it should kill itself. <laughs> but in Bad Wolf, we see 
We see him give up his life and refuse to kill the Daleks if it means sacrificing Earth. Done. The Doctor being forced to confront Margaret like this and really chewing over the ethics of handing her back over to the, her kind really sets up the way he's leaning for the finale. Great stuff. That is true. It, it's a lot of setup in season one. Yeah. I say more than flux. Never thought I'd hear that word again. Next up, we got Josh Hayes. I haven't seen Time Lash for a while, but I love Boomtown. Eccleston is one of my favourite doctors, and I feel he is often underrated. He did a fantastic job conveying the conflict he felt about sending Margaret back to be executed, and of course, that TARDIS team had alright chemistry. Great chemistry. He's my seven-year-old's favourite. He calls him the doctor with the short hair. <laughs> Is that all he's got going for him? That's great. <laughs> I love reading it like that. <laughs> the doctor with the short hair. Hmm. <laughs> reading it like a horrible person. I'd say it's the doctor who dealt with sex offenders, but <laughs> it's the start of something bigger, isn't it? <laughs> you know the, you know Eccleston, you know. Well, thanks for that. Next the up, the one is... who was in court just testifying. You know the one, don't you? Next up is Zachary Crane. Time lash, the worst Doctor Who story of all time, oh. all media, oh. easily. Oh. Considering the era it came from, that's quite a feat. Uh-huh. I mean, don't beat around the bush, Zachary. <laughs> See how you feel. Boomtown. Disappointing that RTD chose to repeat himself during his first season. That is true. Rehashing his first two-parter. Apparently, this was due to going over budget. A chronic problem for RTD, but a forgettable episode nonetheless. Over budget. Overeating. Mm-hmm. Overindulging. over fu- Thanks for that, Zachary. Didn't I? I I, uh, I forgot that. Yeah, repeated it himself. Well, I didn't forget. I just forgot to mention. I'm not an idiot. I'm not an idiot. This one's from Olivia Kirkendall. I like both episodes. They get me flack than they deserve. No, they get more. They get me flack. They get more flack. They get more flack than they deserve. I love that word. Thanks for that, Olivia. No, I'm not done yet. Oh, yeah, I am. There you are. <laughs> Next up is Richard Hawks. I love all the season 22. The Borad's makeup has got to be one of the best. Boomtown I've seen twice, once on original transmission, and second time to check the DVD worked. <laughs> <laughs> to check the DVD <laughs> just in case you're missing anything oh I don't want to watch Dalek I want, no, to, no, I want to I check it works with Boomtown <laughs> next up we got Nick Widdit Time Lash gets a rough ride because of a combination of things the tinsel effects in the Time Lash itself do you find that you, sh- do you, find that you shake <laughs> when you <laughs> the tinsel effect in the Time Lash itself do you, do you find that you shake when you try and really you know, try really hard yeah. to read yeah <laughs> 
the tinsel effects in the time lash it's i did it again the tinsel effects in the time lash itself opposite extremes of (laughs) (laughs) extremes i keep doing it the tinsel effects in the time lash itself opposite extremes of wooden acting and scenery chewing and the most sock puppet monster in all of Doctor Who, the Bandrill Ambassador, not the no. Mort. Ambassador. The Bandrill Ambassador, not the Morlocks. But actually, the story isn't terrible. I love the android design. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. <laughs> space between android. <laughs> I love the android. 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 Oh, that's in the next episode of Boomtown, isn't it? The Android. I love the Android (laughs) design. (laughs) And voice especially. And the conceit of... There's a big word coming up now. Prequilling. Oh, well done. H.G. Wells and the Time Machine is lovely. Herbert. (laughs) (laughs) Herbert. Separate word again. <laughs> Herbert. I have to read this all again, alright. Herbert. <laughs> but actually, the story isn't terrible, and I love the android. Right, come on, you can do it. You can do it. <clears throat> but actually, the story isn't terrible. I can't see. Right, here we go. But actually, the story isn't terrible. I love the android design and voice. Lovely. <laughs> I can't <laughs> say lovely. And voice, especially. <laughs> lovely is until the next line. I can't see. Uh, oh god. But actually the story isn't terrible. But actually the story isn't I can't say. But actually the story isn't terrible. I love the android design and voice especially and the conceit of prequeling HG Wells and the time machine is lovely. Herbert <laughs> Herbert himself is wetter than Borneo. Is that Borneo? Yes. <laughs> Her- Herbert him- himself is wetter than Borneo, but still a great contrast to the bombastic Doctor and Tekka and his stowaway appearance in the TARDIS is utterly charming. <laughs> charming! <laughs> He's alright, him. <sighs> Oh, God. Go on. And Tekka, Paul Darrow, at his sardonic best, is either the pantomime villain Anthony Ainley never quite became, or a terrible overactor, getting his revenge for Colin's performance in Blake Seven's Blake Seven previously. <laughs> Hint, he's fabulous. <laughs> now, Nick... 
I do apologise. <laughs> I'm very tired and I can't read. <laughs> so there we are. And we got one little bit of feedback as well from, and I can't work out if it's from Shona or Caroline. Both. Both. I randomly rewatched Boomtown recently. It's an odd one. Like it's just Russell T. Davis drama for better or worse. 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 <clears throat> Thanks, Shona. Or oh, Caroline. is that it? Yeah. <laughs> right, well, thanks uh, thanks for all that feedback, everybody. I think all that remains now is for us to pick which stories we're doing next time. Are we doing the randomizer? Yeah, go on. So, this next... Well, not next week, the week after. Uh, the next episode is going to be uh, Season 19, Serial 6, Earthshock. What about you? Um... Now it's tenant. Now when I think every time I think of tenant, I always think of his feet in that hospital. Oh, flapping around. Yeah, it's a sp- it's one of his specials in season four. It is <gasps> the waters, waters of, of Mars. Mars. <laughs> <laughs> it's the waters of Mars. So waters of Mars. Do you want a synopsis? No, not really. So, not Ten really. Goes to this one place on Mars, and not there's really. A, there's a crew there, and they're like, "Right, we're getting attacked by people," and it's a classic base under siege story with a twist. Is it? Yeah. Wow. So Earthshock and Waters of Mars. So if you've got any feedback to send us in on those, you can contact us on the normal places. We are also now back on Facebook, so you can search the Who Can Convince You podcast on Facebook and we won't interact get back to you. with us oh. in some way that we won't get back to you with. We don't use you know, it. We don't really use it. Um, so next week we've got a, a special episode of Look Who's Talking with a special guest. How special is that? Very special. Double. Uh, it is Matt from Neither the Time Nor the Space. He's going to be coming on to talk about random... <laughs> and there you go so thanks for listening everybody thank you very much hope you had a ball Uh, take care I hope you had a ball or two (laughs) (laughs) bye bye Bye. goodbye bye goodbye you can send in your feedback comments and suggestions by contacting us on twitter at who can convince email us at mail at wccy.co.uk or visit www.wccy.co.uk Be sure to leave the podcast a rating and a review on your podcast platform. For bonus content and access to the podcast Discord server, consider supporting us on Ko-fi. You can find all the links and information on the WCCY website. Thanks for listening and thank you for your support.